Welcome to the sermon podcast of Resurrection Community Church in Virginia Beach. We seek to connect people to God and one another through His Word, and hope this sermon brings you closer to God. Okay, so today uh, we're going to go back to the, we're going to return to the book of Genesis. We're going to continue with our series on Genesis. And it's just funny how the more that I've been reading it, it's just this, there's this interplay between sin and grace. Like if, if um, you remember from the beginning of, of Genesis, you, you see Adam and Eve just like, you know, mess it all up for humankind. But you see God just like step in with grace. You know, he just plants a redemption. And Genesis 20 is, is uh, not so different from that. Um, only that uh, it's Abraham this time that uh, messes it up uh, and again. So um, we'll be reading from Genesis 20. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Genesis 20 and we'll be reading from there. You can also read it from the screen on my right. And we will continue seeing how God continues to relate with Abraham. Genesis 20 says, from there, Abraham journeyed toward the territory of the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. And he, sur- and, and he sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister in Abimelech. She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not approached her, So he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. Then God said to him in the dream, yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart. And it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin. You have done to me things that ought not to to be done. And Abimelech said said to Abraham, what did you see that you did this thing? Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said said to her, this is the kindness you must do to me. At every place to which we come, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, behold, I have given you I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all. 
who are with you, and before everyone you are vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, and also healed his wife and female slaves, so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you in the name of your beloved Son, our Redeemer, our Savior. Um, coming to you in faith, knowing that you hear us, God, knowing that you are with us, that your presence is right here, God. And I pray that you may be the one speaking through me, God. May you speak to us, God, through your word. May you allow us to see what you have prepared for us today, God, so that we may apply it in our lives and give you the glory, God. Um, may we um, keep uh, working for your kingdom, God, and in your mission as well. Bless us all. Bless this time, God. And we're in your hands, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I never realized how much our first forefather, the man known as the father of faith, would mess up. Not only once, but twice. In Genesis 12, he also lied about his wife. And we see it now again in Genesis 20. Um, in Genesis 12, he lied. He was known as Abraham. He lied. Um, he had uh, Pharaoh believed that Sarai was his sister. And he did this out of fear. Out of the same um, causes, he did the same mistake. He did this out of fear, out of making assumptions of others. Um, he did it because he was relying on his own strengths. And he was not trusting God. Genesis 12 was strike one for Abraham. And we'll see how Genesis 20 is strike two and maybe even strike three as well because that's possible in baseball. Um, and now with the, the new rules, the timer as well, like the 15 second, 20 seconds for the pitcher and 15 seconds for the batter, um, it's, um, it's something that we're gonna have to get used to if you like baseball. Well, I, I do like baseball a lot, and, and I'm a Dodger fan, and I also follow the Red Sox and other teams here and there, depending on who they have. But uh, even if you don't like baseball or follow baseball, not, it's not as popular as football, um, <clears throat> at least here in Virginia, I don't know, or at least with this church. But I'm confident to say that most of you have heard about Babe Ruth, the famous baseball player who was exceptional at hitting home runs. He began playing professionally in the early 1900s, hit more than 700 home runs, has seven rings, and all within a 22-year career with two of the biggest rival teams in Major League Baseball. That's the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Uh, all in all, Babe Ruth is known to be the best baseball player of all time. The crowds would cheer his coming to the plate with great enthusiasm. They would, sing, they would say things like, you're the greatest, or we know you're the best. Babe Ruth played for many years, and as the years went by, he didn't make any more, much more uh, home runs. He was most like he was striking out. <clears throat> and the as the years went by, the great the great Bambino, as as he was known, his skills uh, were just going down. They started to diminish. Soon he was striking out a. a, a out a whole lot more than hitting home runs. And those same crowds now booed him when he came to the plate. The crowds applauded him when he was successful, but rejected him 
when he failed. I guess that's what we should expect from people when we strike out, when we don't have the success others expect. But how does God respond to our failures? How does God respond when we feel that we're not good enough? How does God react when we strike out? And lastly, how will God look at us when we fail a lot more than succeed in the Christian life? These are important questions because we will all have times when we strike out. Sometimes we will have repeated moral failures. Sometimes our faith will not stand the test. Sometimes we'll fail to live up to our calling from God or the expectations of others. How does God respond when we strike out? There are five things. There are five ways how God responds in grace to us. Firstly, when we strike out, God still forgives us. Two, he still protects us. Three, he still blesses us. Four, God still hears us. And five, when we strike out, God still uses us. And we'll see how Abraham is in the hands of God, even when he messes up. In this story, there are a few things that are clear as day, and, and those are that Sarah, she must have been really beautiful, and Abraham loves her. But Abraham seems to love his life a little bit more because he says that she's her sister, and, and he does this because he thinks they will kill him. So he wants to um, hold his life pretty close to him if they find out that Sarah is her, is her wife. Can you imagine if you did that to your wife or your girlfriend or your partner? Um, if I did it myself, I know that I would be in deep trouble, so I'm not, I'm not going to uh, do that at all or even try to justify myself that, you know, my fiance is my sister in Christ, um, though that's true, but I'm not, you know. Um, I mean, for Sarah to be taken away by great leaders from Abraham because of her beauty says something about how stunning she must have been and how she loved Abraham to return to him and forgive him after such act. But Sarah wasn't the only one that forgave Abraham twice. God also forgave him. Though this is not explicitly in the story, we can know for sure that Abraham was forgiven because of the ways God responded to him here and throughout the rest of his life. As well, we can say that he was forgiven because of what Christ did at the cross. The author of Hebrews says that Jesus appeared once for all at the culminations of ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. And that is the same for us. You are forgiven and can approach the throne of God with full confidence. Your strengths can be restored today because of what Jesus did for you. When we strike out, God still forgives us. Two, when we strike out, God still protects us. Look at how Abraham's wife was not touched by Abimelech. And that is very specifically noted in scripture that Sarah was not touched by Abimelech, and Abraham didn't even face the consequences of his life. God intervened by talking to Abimelech, a man who actually feared God. God protected Abraham and the promise he made to him. Can you imagine if 
Abimelech actually lay with Sarah. And then it was already promised for Sarah to have a son, and the son already had a name, and his name was, was going to be Isaac. Can you imagine if Abimelech was actually the father of Isaac? And then just like Abraham is just like exiled, you know, out of the promise. But the, God did not allow that. It's not that he was forced um, to, um, it was not that he was forced to keep uh, Abraham within uh, his covenant, but he chose, he chose to be faithful, to continue being faithful to Abraham. God is God and he can do whatever he wants. So Abraham allowed, um, I, actually Abraham, um, God spoke to Abimelech. God had grace upon a Gentile, Abimelech, and he had also grace upon Abraham for the sake of his promise and because he loves him. Um, and it's just surprising that Abimelech, uh, the, the, the king, the, the leader of this land of Gerar, actually was the opposite of what Abraham assumed. Abraham was just like thinking, oh, these are just like the Egyptians. These are just like um, um, people that do not fear God. But the, the, the point, um, just like the conversation that Abimelech and, and God have, just lets us know that Abimelech actually feared God. And not only him, but also his servants and his kingdom. So God protected Abraham in the promise he made to him. So Abraham, like us, um, should let us know that we do not deserve God's grace. But in his mercy, he protects us even when we fail to obey him. God gets us out of our messes. We create by our own disobedience because he loves us. Number three, when we strike out, <clears throat> God still blesses us. Uh, look at it again at verse 14 and verse 16. Uh, verse 14 says, Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you. And before everyone, you are vindicated. This, this little three verses says a lot, and it clearly points that Abraham is guilty, yet he was blessed. He was blessed by God through Abimelech with cattle, with sheep, with servants, with land, and a lot of silver. A thousand shekels of silver, silver um, is, 20, is about 25 pounds of silver. And that, in Current value today, that's like over, that's a lot. That's several thousands of dollars. That's like maybe like 7,000. So 7,000 right now, transfer that to back in the day. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, and so he was blessed. She, she was blessed. Um, and let me just say that, uh, let me back up um, and say that to give you a, um, a little bit of an idea of how Abraham dared to make the same mistake about lying about his wife. And, and just like lying at all. And, and not only that, but like making assumptions and, and not, not trusting God. Uh, the chapter before in Genesis 19, 
he just witnessed the destruction of a whole nation. Uh, he just witnessed the destruction of a nation that he actually prayed for, uh, Sodom. He saw that. He saw. He he knows that God was the one that brought uh, fire <laughs> from heaven to destroy this nation. He knows. He recognizes who God is, and yet he decides to not trust Him. And and still we see just you know God's grace just like step in and just like something that is not to be measured, and He you know still protects Him. He still blesses Him. He still forgives Him. Number four, when we strike out, God still hears us. Abraham prayed to God for Abimelech to be healed, and he was and the rest of the nation as well. We hear right here that um, Abraham must, I mean, Abimelech must have been, must have had some kind of a sickness or disease, but the, the, what, was inter, what was the disease intervening was from them to, to um, grow in numbers. And back then, just, you know, having your seed, having children, having family, it's huge, was huge. It's just like status. It's like what it, what it is uh, being independent, what it is having a career, what it is being professional uh, to us. Uh, for them, it's just, you know, they're professional by having a family. And God, you know, stopped that. Because it's, it's almost like, a li like insurance, you know, if Abimelech didn't, um, return Sarah, you know, well, no children whatsoever uh, for his uh, servants specifically. But Abimelech did hear God, and Abimelech actually got healed because Abraham, who is a prophet, prayed to God. So God still heard Abraham, and in the same way, God still hears us despite even if we're guilty. And he, and he hears us because of uh, what we read right here in, uh, in Hebrews because Je what Jesus did on the cross. And um, we just sang it right now, uh, let me find thee. Um, so, so even when we strike out, even when we feel, you know, the weight of our mistakes on our shoulders, know that God already died for that. We don't have to carry that. We can just, you know, transfer it to him. Um, you can you can um, transfer that to God, and, and he's gonna he's gonna take care of that, and he still hears us. We don't need to. I have many friends that try to invite a church, and they told me, you know, I'm not going to church. I'm not. Let me let me just uh, calm down a little, um, and then I'll go to church. Like if I go to church, I'm I'm just gonna catch on fire. So um, we don't need we don't. <laughs> Um, that's that's my friends and I mean I told them you don't need to wait for anything we you can just come, um, and and that is a, that is true for us. God still hears us anytime anywhere. <laughs> Lastly, number five, when we strike out, God still uses us. Um, besides Abraham praying for Abimelech, um, and and the leader of Gerar being healed. Abraham was still used to become the father of Isaac and to become the father um, of, of the Israelites. Um, Paul mentions Abraham a lot and, and even the, the author of Hebrews. <clears throat> so, and even us, I mean, we sing about Abraham being our father and, and God still used him. Even, even today we hear about him. Even today we, we look up to him and 
and we look up to him because of what of God's grace, because of, of the richness of God's mercy and God's grace that he had on Abraham and that he has on us as well. We, uh, we can trust in that. So despite, you know, all of uh, Abraham's mistakes, um, and, and just uh, it's funny seeing the, the contrast between Abraham and Abimelech as well, uh, I hope this message encourages us all to be truthful and honest, to trust in God's protection, and to consider the consequences of our actions. May we always seek to live in a way that honors God and brings blessings to those around us. I hope, in following with my, my baseball analogy, analogy, I hope that you keep hitting home runs in this life, in your Christian life. Uh, and, and thanks to God's mercy and God's grace, uh, know that when you strike out, you're still in. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day. God, thank you for your word. God, I do pray that you may strengthen us. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit, God, indwells in us, God, and, 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 and convicts us and, uh, to, to think of our actions before we do them. Um, so that we may think of their positive consequences and to think of their as well negative consequences, but above all, to consider you, God. Um, Solomon says in Proverbs to, consi to, to, to consider you, God, who, and, and so in our plans so that you can make them straight, God. So may that be true, God. May you strengthen us. May you give us the confidence and the boldness, God, to talk to you, God, and, and to walk with confidence to your throne, to make known our requests, to make known our needs, and to go to you for uh, a cleanness of our hearts. I pray that you may clean our hearts, God. Thank you, God, for your son. Thank you for what he did on the cross, uh, and because all this is made possible through his sacrifice, his perfect sacrifice. Continue being with us, God. Bless this church, God, and may you continue being glorified through our lives. It is in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from Resurrection Community Church. To learn more about our church and how you can connect with God and others, please visit resurrectionvb.org.